Welcome to Speaking in Spoons, the chronically ill podcast with your host, Christina Brooklyn. My name is Christina Brookman, and I am your host with Speaking in Spoons. And today we have a special guest, uh, LaRousse, to talk about his journey as an amputee and with diabetes. Um, We also have our lovely co-host, Lexi, um, and uh, Nate. Um, So, LaRousse, we want to thank you for being here today. Um, Tell us your story. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, um, my name is LaRousse, and I am, um, I am 48 years old, um, 49, 49, my bad, (laughs) well, I'm 49 years old, and, um, my story is like this, um, I found out I was, um, I had diabetes, being a diabetic, um a couple of years ago um they say i was borderline actually so um i i'm just learning about it that, you know sometimes i go through i have situations where yeah. i feel okay then i have may have situations when my sugar is up or or um just not feeling uncomfortable so um i see my doctors about it um they got me on my farming for that situation and um i know as much as i try to read on it i hear that um it's very serious complications behind it and um people should like you know check on it to make sure that um that they they're being I mean they're healthy and, and <clears throat> being healthy as, as usual. How has and, that um, affected you like with the way you eat and is that difficult to to think about eating differently or and when you yeah yeah, well, yeah um I, no definitely the the way I eat, I definitely gotta be um made mindful of the things that I eat because it can affect it can affect me in that way, probably make me tired, sleepy, um and um make me feel, you know, slight uncomfortable. Um yeah, kinda off exactly. So oh, okay. um Fast dealing with that situation. I can imagine that would be scary to. Yeah, yeah, um, very kind of. Yeah, to some yeah. people it will be like, because you don't know what's going on with your body. Like, yeah. It's, your body reacts differently, you know. Um, can I ask what it feels like? Could be. Say again. Can I ask what it feels like whenever you're having? Um, and having issues? Um, actually for me, um, it makes me, it makes me very tired a lot. 
know, so tired that um, I'm very restless at times, you know? And, yes, and every time, like, when I have some, when I eat dinner or lunch, anything, I get immediately tired, you know? Um, Do you sleep, or is it just, like, not just, but um, is it, like, fatigue, or does it knock you out? Yeah, it knocks me out, basically. Um, say and more. is it hard to think, like, when you're in those phases where you're getting sleepy? Um, It can be at some times, you know what I mean? Because um, okay. you just fall right to sleep, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fatigue, like, you know? And, um, and also with that, because they diagnosed me with uh, sleep apnea as well. Okay. So, um, I'm on an SPAP pop machine for that, CPAP machine for that, and um, sometimes that could be scary too, cause putting that machine on, and they say I gotta get used to it though, cause so much air blow in it, <clears throat> and it kind of like cut my breath, make it hard for me to breathe, you know. But, I can imagine that startling, that yeah, sensation. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So um, I just deal with it. And to, I call my doctors. They're trying to set me up with the right, I guess, mask or whatever. So okay. it could be comfortable. It's comfortable on me, but I don't know if it's the... the Constant, yeah, cause yeah, it drives me out. Um, cotton mouth when I wake up, and I need to drink some water to rinse to make it me feel more better. You know. Yeah. You, with that, do you also have to do like saline nasal rinses because it dries everything out in your nose? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I use um my my ventilator. Yeah. Menthol inhaler. Okay, that what okay. that do? That clears my nose out um, to where I could breathe much, much better, you know? So you uh, said um, the diabetes you were diagnosed like two years ago. Is that, have the doctors said if that's a result of um, like how your health has changed as an amputee or... Yeah, Are the two um, okay. actually, I don't No, I don't think so. I think these things just came as I okay. got older. Um, gotcha. but being an amputee, um, um, I lost my leg a couple of years ago, you know what I'm saying? Um, doing that, um, a situation, accident or whatever, um, where it still felt like when they when they had to take my leg off, it still felt like my leg was still there. You know, wow. They called them uh, phantom pains. Yeah, so, phantom limb. Exactly. So that that was scary at a point. You know, to where I um, how can I say it? um. I didn't know how to deal with it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, 
question is that is it like burning is it stabbing is it tingling whenever you have phantom limb um it could be more of like tingling um stabbing um it's it's definitely uncomfortable though uncomfortable. So, so you get the oh. pain with the phantom limb do you also have like the sensation that the limb is there yeah exactly yeah, yeah like okay. i can like now because it's been over i think like 13 14 years yeah 15 years since my amputee so amputation but um at first when it first happened the first five years of it five six years i was i feeling a lot of the um the phantom pains, like I could wiggle my toes, um, wow. all mm -hmm. that. I could still move my leg, lift it up, you know, um, to the point now where I think the nerves probably died off and there's no feeling there no more where, like, I never had a leg. That's how it feels now. Do you miss that yeah. feeling? Or is it a relief to have that phantom uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's sounds like a relief, but the same token, um, I deal with nerve pains now. Kind of, but it comes and it got a mind of its own, actually. Yeah. It comes and goes, like, like it's, if it's like every six months, five to six months, it'll pop up. And it will yeah. hurt for a day or two, you know? Um... I, I don't want to, if I think about going to the hospital for it at times, it'll probably stop hurting. So I'm ready to go to the hospital. So I yeah. just deal with it and to it just stop on its own and just go from there, actually. Yeah. Uh, what is like, could you walk us through what like a day in the life of what it would be like for you? to wake up now that you're an amputee, like what kind of things do you have to do for yourself? Like I know, um, like I've heard of pads and things like that. Do you use a crutches or do you use, um, uh, I'm blanking. Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you get around? Okay. Well, with me, it started when I first lost my leg, I started off in a, wheelchair actually okay. um so i stayed in a wheelchair for about a year or two and to you know going through physical therapy um they taught me how to use the walker but the walker i couldn't really use the walker that well for the situation for the for the, for the situation that the walker, when I try to walk, I couldn't walk. Actually, I had to jump yeah. the walker. So I can imagine that would be really said, hard. <laughs> now this is not going to work. So we yeah. went to the crutches next. So the crutches, um, I I got on the crutches just well, very well, and and from the from the crutches, I, I I was great on the crutches, so I stayed on the crutches 
to the day now, I'm still on crutches. Um, I got a prosthetic leg. Actually, this is my like second one because I had two, not three surgeries since uh, my amputation. Wow. And they had to cut my leg shorter because of the hospital. Um, They messed my leg up, actually, where they left staples in my leg. And oh, wow. every time I took a shower, the um I guess like the dirt I had craters in my leg from the staples. Mm-hmm. And it would get I guess the dirt was get up in it in the little holes of the craters. It was like a lot of craters from staples being left in. Um so um they had uh, my leg got infected. And um, I had to go to the hospital. I went occasionally, probably three to four times from getting infected. Um, probably every other seven, eight months I get infected. Oh, and it'll wow. blow up like a football, you know, so big. From and the infection? From the infection, exactly. So, uh, you know what kind of infection it was? Um, it was I guess uh, um, what's that it's called some it's not it's not mercury Bursa yeah something like that it got from and and um so they was squeezed by they would cut it cause my leg had came to like a uh, blister on the bottom of it. And oh, I got that hurt. Yeah, they cut it open and, and the pus come pouring out, like, mm. and blood, you know, and they squeeze it and they squeeze it. And then they had to, um, like, pack it with gall, clean it out. And I hope you were and, not. Ma'am? Ma'am? Were you knocked out during that? Because I sure hope oh, you were. Oh, um, no, no. I wasn't oh. knocked out when that happened, no. They, oh. Every time, they probably did pain meds and before they done it and numbed it. So okay. That's how that <laughs> yeah. went from there. Uh, I can that. imagine it's been frustrating for you to go through those experiences knowing they're at the fault of somebody else's you know, mistakes and incompetence. Like, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's hard. Um, Do you hold yeah. anger about that? Say again? Do you hold any anger about that? Um, I did once upon a time, but at the same token, I'm not that type of person where, where I would let anger govern who I am as a person. So I love people and I love, you know, everyone. So I actually couldn't let it bother me during the situation of because of my leg, what was going on. Um, That's a really amazing attitude. 
it, exactly. it really exactly. is. It's incredible. Dude, it's um, hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. What was it? Um, you said that, uh, like, back when um, you lost your leg, I was wondering, what was it like for you? Because I'm guessing, were, were you part of the decision to remove your leg? Or did you have surgery and wake up and found you no long, longer had part of your leg? And if so, what was yeah, that like? that's how it was. I woke up and the, my leg was gone. Actually, not from my decision, uh, from the hospital. Because they right. said that um, my leg, it, they, yeah that they had to take they had to take it off because the blood clock or something. Okay. And if it had got to my heart that they would have um it would have killed me. So mm. what yeah, was so. it like uh waking up with that such a drastic change in your life so quickly? Um it was it wasn't great, I tell you that much. You no, know, like I couldn't believe my leg was gone. Like, yeah, <clears throat> I see the sheet when I pull the sheet back, cause my leg was hurting really bad, and I was kind of like out of it too. Like, um, I guess from the medications and stuff, and that when they anesthesia, yeah, when they pulled the when I pulled the sheet back, I see my leg was gone. So. I, I like start screaming like went off and mm. they had to come like hold me down because um I was so upset at the time and how um, did you work through that um prayers family um and just being thankful that I'm still here, actually. Yeah. You know, um, so that kept me going and being the person who I am. So, um, you know, God don't make no junk. So that's how I look at it. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask a question um, really quick. Uh, if So I know that with the prosthetics, yeah. You guys have to wear socks and pads. How often yeah. do you have to adjust through the day because of the pain? Because I know I know prosthetics are extremely painful in their yeah. own stuff. And um do you is that why you choose to go with crutches rather than a prosthetic? Um actually the prosthetic, um, it was painful being that like when you put the sock on with it and um being how tight the rubber or the of the socket when it squeeze when you squeeze it on your leg. Yeah. And it was around summertime around when I was using it and and walking with it, trying to walk with it actually, my leg was sweat, my stump was sweat inside of the shoe of the prosthetic. And it by sweating, it will make it will cause my leg to raw up at the at the at the stump, yeah. and be uncomfortable. And like when I took showers, like it stung real bad from 
All that rubbing. Being in the, yeah. In the, yeah, being in the, um, the socks so long. And and I just like, I, I just don't like pain. Like, I'm not a freak for pain. So I just took it off and stopped wearing it. They said I had to get used to it, but I wasn't comfortable on it, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the first, yeah, that was the first prosthetic, actually. Is your um, second prosthetic? This is my second Jeez. prosthetic now, because they had to do another surgery when I was um, Jersey, when I was living in New Jersey. So, cause my leg got infected up there. And uh, they had to do a revise on my leg and cut it down some. So, my stump is actually shorter now than it was at first. So they told me before the surgery, it's, it's, it's not a guarantee that you would get a prosthetic if I do the surgery. But I was just at the point of, you know, because MCV messed it up. I wanted them to, if they, he said he could, the doctor told me he could fix it. So I, I told him if he could fix it, um, I'm okay with that, and um, I would, if I had to be on crutches, I'd be on crutches. But he was like, it's 50-50 that I would not be able to get um, a prosthetic. But, but you um, have been able to? Yeah, yeah, so. I know prosthetics are hard to come by when yeah. it's with insurance companies, and they're very expensive. So I'm very expensive. Exactly, exactly. Yes, they are. So, um. No, God grace, I was able to get a prosthetic now. Like, I have a prosthetic. Um, yeah, I just um, had to set up PT for it. And, and I guess from me um, feeling how the first one felt and just not ready for I'm just so used to my crutches now, like. I'm, I'm, I'm just sure comfortable. It's, like yeah, I'm just so it's comfortable. scary to take that change, that leap to exactly particularly based too. on the last experience. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, I drive now. So being I drive, I think it will be awkward for me having a leg on to try to drive as well. Um uh. so um that's that's um, um how would you say that um what has been your greatest challenge during all of this do you think okay my greatest challenge i would say my greatest challenge would be um Say my greatest challenge will be meeting my girlfriend. Um and just, you know, um trying to do something different in life, you know, because I'm trying to um actually get my CDLs for um driving trucks. Oh cool. So I'm in the process of that. Um I just got my driver's license back. So I'm happy for that. Um, 
Um, got my fines paid off, so I'm happy for that. And um, yeah, yeah, just continue a normal life, just doing what I love to do most, you know. If it's whoever I can help, um, I'm up for it. Um, I'm not a big talker, but I will talk. <laughs> I will try to, if it comes to helping someone, I will try to help, though. Um, it sounds like you have a big heart. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I definitely do. Um, you mentioned your girlfriend. How has... We, we actually had an episode on relationships and how difficult that can be when you have a disability. How has yeah. becoming disabled affected your relationships with your family, your friends, and then romantically? Um, it haven't really affected like that. Um, people still love me for who I am. Um, I'm still able to get around great. Um, um, say, um, I think it's it's definitely it's definitely okay. It, it's an eye opener though for people, yeah, family too. <clears throat> you know, because some things that they didn't do used to do now they do do. Um, far as helping me in a situation but I just sometimes I don't want people just to look at me like handicapped sometimes yeah uh, um I still like want to be normal like other people look yeah. at Foss in a um, handicapped situation um and if 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 I can help somebody in a, you know I just want to have that positive attitude <clears throat> attitude um and good vibes, like, you know, just, you know. I think that's what's brought you so far. Like, as, exactly, you just had an exactly. incredible journey. And, as, as definitely yeah. an incredible journey. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to somebody um, just starting that journey, you know? Um, to never give up. Um, always have faith and what you believe in, do what you, what you believe in, um, as, um, I can't get that word I'm looking for, um, yeah. just be, just be yourself, you know, and, you know, let, let God lead you to where you need to be, um, they got all types of um, places that could help people in situations. Um, they got all types of help out there. Fars, you know, and people who been suicidal or, or um, you know, depressed or whatever. Sometimes you can't just let it. You know, I. I I come across a lot of people who either depress or 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 feels a certain type of way. Um, you gotta realize people people love you, you know, and love yourself as well. Um, don't don't let nobody, you know, not tell you 
something that you really truly believe in. You know, if that's what you want to do with your life or or however it may be, um, do it. Because you'd be surprised what can happen, you know, yeah. when when you do what you wanted to do, like designing clothes or or doing whatever that you want to do. You know, everybody have, you know, dreams. To... Yeah, I love that because, like you said, there's there's so many resources out there. Resources, exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Like sometimes we get so caught up in that moment of despair, it's yeah, we don't exactly. realize there's people out there for us. You yeah, know, exactly. Yes, 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 yes. What, what advice would you give to medical professionals, like the medical community, and dealing um, with a patient who's going through um, an amputation? Um. I would tell them to listen to the patient, um, to to not to not think that the patient um, is not. Um, how can I say? It? You're talking about when people tell you that it's in your head, like that it's not yeah, exactly. Head. Like like this is not what's going on because yeah. they don't know it's it's the patient's body, you know. Yes. Um. So they did I would just say they need to listen to the patient actually. Great. And um and go from there. Well, thank you, LaRusse. You've uh this has been incredible. We really appreciate you being on with us today. And no problem. Um Nate and Lexi, did you have any further questions? Any final thoughts? So um, I want it back to the prosthetic. Um, whenever yeah. you do the socks, like have you tried double socks or the pads? Does that help? Um, yeah, I I tried the, the sock, the double sock, and actually the sock when it's when your legs sweat, actually when you sweat, it would twist. The leg would twist around. Oh. The prosthetic it would twist around. Like as, but after after you done had it on for a while, a couple of hours, four five hours, okay. um, if you know, okay, how um, grounded yeah, and tight you got it on, it's still gonna like slip and slide, like yeah. you know. But I I I went through those situations as well, you know. But okay. like I said, the the times when I had well actually wearing it a lot was during the summertime. Um wintertime never really watered during the winter. So I wouldn't be able to tell a person actually, you know, cause it may work great during the winter. winter you know? and colder weather. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So every time um, I had it, it was summertime. And yep. uh, do you have any final thoughts or, or questions, things you want to say before we leave today? Um, I would just like to say, um, it's been a great, it's been a great meeting with y'all. Um, I like what y'all are doing. Um, and keep doing what you're doing to make people mindful of what's What's going on with people out here in the world? 
And um, I just bless y'all with the success of what y'all doing to keep life, keep people happy, actually. And uh, I leave it with that. Thank you. And that means a lot. We wish you all kinds of like help yeah. and happiness and joy and oh, love. Thank you, you too, so man. much. Thank you so Can't much. Can't wait to hear when you get that. your license. Um, yeah, so you drive trucks. That'll be pretty exactly. Cool. <laughs> I, I I pray and hopefully if I will if I get it, we can have a segment on that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll yep. follow up with you uh, in in the truck. That would be awesome. Exactly. <laughs> La Russe on the road. Uh exactly. <laughs> Okay. Uh, thanks guys for watching and um stay tuned we're gonna have a little follow-up with the hosts okay uh, thank you hey so welcome and we're back uh this is christina brookman your host for speaking in spoons with the lovely co-host lexi and nate um uh, we just interviewed LaRousse uh, about his journey as an amputee and with diabetes. Um, what do you guys think? Sorry, I my cats are destroying my room. <laughs> I think his attitude on everything is great, considering I how hard it is to be an amputee. I had a I dated a guy that was an amputee and that had an amputee like he was you know um he was so much more than an amputee um that wasn't all he was um but yeah. you know he was amazing um person and he it was a daily struggle that struggle was very hard for him yeah um you know I mean the sores are those sores can be really, really nasty looking. So I can't even imagine how they feel. Yeah. It's, he does have an incredible attitude. Like, I mean, we all know what pain is like and the journey is like, and like, you know, Lexi talking about um, your ex who's gone through what LaRousse has gone through. And um, I just, I really think, it's amazing how positive he is um, and like how much love he shows for other people and himself. And I think that's important. Um, like I uh, have spent time with him myself and uh, you wouldn't even know he's missing part of a leg, like, because he, he's like, you know, just, so independent on his crutches like he's gotten so used to it like he's like trying to unload stuff from the car for me <laughs> and stuff and I'm like wow uh, I it just he amazes me um and that's why I was like we've got to get his story on because I think he has a lot to say and a lot to share and to get to that place of positivity um you know, and, and not have that anger, like, despite all of the hurt he has been through with, um, the medical community messing up surgeries and, you know, causing further harm to him after the original experience, like that's hard to not hold on to anger and he's, he's let it oh, go. Yeah. You know, and that's, um, 
But I think in a way you have to let it go in order to live, you know? Because if you live in that dark space, like, it's like they're continuing to hurt you, you know? Um, mm. Nate, what are your thoughts? I mean, I was amazed by his attitude. And I think, I know for me, I didn't come out of the gate with a good attitude. So I, I, I want to know if he always had that sort of positive outlook or that took some time to garner that kind of thing. Because I don't know, for me, it took a lot of inward work yeah. in order to feel good about where I was. And I didn't lose a limb. So that's like, I feel like that's even harder. Yeah. Um, well, we'll have to ask him on uh, on the road with LaRousse. Um, I'm excited about that now. I know he's going to work. He's going to get that because he's been working hard. He got, you know, he, like he said, he got his license. He's got the car. He's stuck, you know, so. Um, and yeah. I think that would be incredibly empowering for him, too, um, mm -hmm. which will be exciting to hear about. Um, you know, like there's so much independence you lose when you can't drive anymore um, that people take for granted. And when all of us know when you're not able to drive and just like, you know, go, hey, I want to get out of the house and, and do this thing like you can't. And I, I think getting that back has been so empowering to him. And then now to to turn that into a livelihood and you know, provide for himself and, you know, be normal. Like he said, that's what we all yeah. want. We just, we just want to be normal, you know? Well, um, and it, like, what is normal? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You can never get back to it if you're going through it. I mean, we're, ch everybody we're just always evolving, you know? Well, it changes you being disabled. I don't know if you can ever go back to the before because you've, you're not the same person anymore. I mean, it's yeah. a time for everybody, but I just feel like getting this, it just, I, don't, I just felt like it broke me in a lot of ways. <laughs> the beliefs I had shattered and it took a while to put them back together. To rebuild, yeah. But now yeah. you're like, a, like you said, you're a different person, but I guess what we all want is normal things, I guess, you know, like the yeah. job. The family, the the loved ones, you know, like the no, house. No, thank you. You don't want just any all of that. that Japanese golden pottery. What? The Japanese golden pottery. We're just uh, all of those that gold. Japanese golden pottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I what that's called. But yeah, yeah I can't remember the name. Gold. But whatever, you just br pat yourself back up together again with some gold because you're shiny. Yes. I love yeah. that. I will have to include an image of that because because gold is so highly prized and so like you're you're that pottery yeah that's well, everybody's that pottery that inside yeah, is yeah just totally like, yeah some of us just have a few more cracks <laughs> some of ours has turned to powder let's just be real but it's mixed with gold lexi it's mixed with gold <laughs> i just hit myself on the head laughing with my water bottle laughing at you oh, okay God. it's been a couple of days like for those that are watching yesterday was friday the 13th and my neighbors have been chainsawing a tree on friday the 13th since like 8 a.m who does that like who saw like who risks 
climb the tree on Friday the 13th. Maybe um, they yeah. switched places, switched bodies with an infant. And so a six-year-old was actually operating that equipment. And that's why he was so gung-ho about the trees. Oh, it sounded like it. Oh, my and goodness. And then there was like, a, there was somebody screamed. And like, I was like, did someone die? And there was like, no sound for like 30 minutes. And part of me was happy. And then I felt really bad. You know what that probably was? Their chainsaw chain breaking or coming off. They were like probably taking a lunch break. Yeah. Cause then well, they, they came back and I was like, oh, every time I chainsaw, every time my chainsaw chain breaks, I scream. Lexi, I don't want to think of you with a chainsaw. That's just not now before I got sick. And rain it in. That was still scare me. Oh, Nate's keeping us on track. Sorry. Uh, Thank you, Nate. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in a while. So okay, we're well, chatting. Save it for, save it for up so we can <laughs> Any final thoughts? Um what would you like to see on LaRousse La on the road, like for the future when we talk to him? I Ooh. love that question of like, how long did it take you to get to that place? What else? Yeah, I would I love to be cool. Oh, sorry. Well, I would love to hear stories of him on the road. I think he, he'll, as a trucker, I feel like he'll come across a lot of interesting stories, especially as a crippled trucker. I feel like that's a unique perspective on trucking that I think would be yeah. very i think it would be cool to have him as a co-host and have him like do little inter like if he you know interview other truckers that have disabilities oh this we is <laughs> like our weatherman but like our our road yeah. man he's our road man. idea larusse on the road yeah. he's our traveler <laughs> we're going to our local traveler yeah, yeah. going live to our local traveler larusse Love on the road. Yeah, very cool. Okay. Well, um, thank you guys for watching. Um, we're excited. This was our first uh a new thing we're doing, uh personal um kind of personal stories with disability. Um and uh LaRousse was lovely enough to be our our first guest. And we have so many wonderful stories coming up for you guys. So Stay tuned and uh, happy spoons. Happy spoons. Spoons. If you want to contact us, please send a DM or an email to speakingatspoons at gmail.com with any stories you have or if you'd like to interview with us on any of our upcoming topics. Thank you for listening to Speaking in Spoons and have a great day.